Hello and welcome to the Pall Mall Doughboys podcast, a War One history podcast keeping alive what is often called the Forgotten War. Coming to you from Sergeant Alvin C. York State Historic Park in Pall Mall, Tennessee, on the banks of the Wolf River. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host today, Park Manager Nate Dotson. Make your daddy glad to have had such a lad. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Episode 5 of the Pall Mall Doughboys Podcast. We've got a special guest with us on today, Mr. Gavin Abbott, who's a longtime living historian who has volunteered with us at the park for a number of years, and we're going to be talking World War I music today. Uh, but first, we're going to jump to the Red Cross Canteen at the most recent Veterans Day event here at the park. Uh, here is a rough recording of some folks singing in the canteen, and then we'll get right into it with Gavin. Here we go. Start it over. Start it over. From the top? Yep, from the top. Private Perks was a funny little cottage with a smile. A funny smile. Five foot nine, he's an awful little dodger with a smile. A smiley smile. Flush Shaw broke, he'll have his little joke. He can't be suppressed. All the boys can't help but sing along when he gets it off his chest. Hey! Pack up your troubles in your old kit bag and smile, smile, smile. While you Lucifer to light your fag, smile, boys, that's the style. What's the use of worrying? It never was worthwhile. So pack up your troubles in your old kit bag and smile, smile, smile. Private Perks went a marching into Flanders with his smile, his funny smile. He was loved by the privates and commanders for his smile, his smiley smile. When the throng of Germans came along with a mighty swing, Perks yelled out, this little bunch is mine, keep your heads down, boys, and sing. Hey! Pack all your troubles in your old kit bag and smile, smile, smile. While you will suffer to light your fag, smile, boys, that's the style. What's the use of worrying? It never was worthwhile. So pack all your troubles in your own kit bag and smile, smile, smile. Woo! We'll go ahead and get started here, Gavin. Appreciate you sitting in and hanging out with us today. It's a rainy day in Pall Mall, so it's a perfect day to sit and do some uh, podcasting. So welcome, Gavin Abbott. Oh, well, always happy to be here. Uh, glad to be invited on. Uh, Gavin, where are you talking to us from today? I am currently in uh, scenic Marion, Arkansas, which is not, uh, we would never put a community down on, on in the public, but it's, there's not a lot here. <laughs> I got you. Well, uh, so for everybody listening in today, Gavin has been a longtime volunteer uh, at pretty much all of our events at Sergeant York State Park for several years. What um, what was your first 
year or first event that you came and participated in? The very first event I did up at Alvin Sea York was, I think it was called Winter in the Trenches. It was February of 2018. Um, and I've been making pretty much every event ever since. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gavin comes to like our Camp Gordon events, anything special like that. So that's, it's been, uh, it's been awesome to, uh, to have you up at, you know, just each year looking forward to having you up here. Typically comes in from Alabama. Uh, so he's an Alabama boy, but, uh, right now coming in from Arkansas. So, you know, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I guess to get started, Gavin, um, Beyond, you know, the coming up to York for in 2018 for the winter in the trenches, what do you feel like kind of really got you into living history and reenacting in general? So I've been obsessed with history since I was since I was a kid. Uh, you know, I, I grew up in a time when the, the History Channel was not ancient aliens and crazy hair. It was uh, it was the Hitler Channel. It was all World War Two documentaries and Civil War. And there might be, you know some Korea or Vietnam, or maybe even a World War I doc thrown in there every now and then. And so I was always very interested in history. And because it was so underrepresented, you know, we, we call Korea the Forgotten War. Uh, but really, the First World War, as important as it is to, to everything in the, in the 20th century and, and the modern day today, is kind of fallen by the wayside, at least in the U.S., um, in, in in countries that had a much greater direct involvement, uh, a much higher death toll, you know, the, the British, the French, uh, the Australians, you know, to, the, to them, you know, that, that's a very big deal. Uh, the First World War, you know, is, was foot towards the identity, the national identity of Canada, of Canadians and Australians and New Zealanders. Uh, before that, they, they all viewed themselves as provincials. They were, you know, they were they were West Australians and Queenslanders, and they came back from Gallipoli as Australians. So, oh, yeah, it seems like from what I've heard too, Gavin, you know, places like countries like France or and Australia, like you mentioned, they really remember World War One a lot more than the U.S. does. It's a much more like important war to them uh, in their history classes and everything else. Uh, probably just because, like you said, it kind of forged their country's identity. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, of course, you know the French and Belgians. It was, it was fought in their own soil. It was a defensive war mm -hmm. for them, uh, which gets interesting when you start looking at, um, you know, in in Eng I'll say English speaking uh, history, the First World War tends to be viewed as a very futile uh, endeavor. It was a giant, pointless waste of human life, and I would I would agree with that. But to the French, it was a noble and glorious war fought to save themselves from German invasion. Uh, so per perspective is a very important thing, but uh, to get back on topic, because uh, I, I'm very bad about uh, rabbiting off on separate trails. Uh, we all are. Yes. Uh, to get back on topic, um, even as a, as, as a, as a young lad, I was, I had mused about like, would it be like, I know they do civil war reenactments. Surely there must be other eras. It can't just be that, can it? There's, there's, there's revolutionary war stuff. There's got to be World War One. There's got to be. There's got to be. So like, even back in high school, I was daydreaming. Like, wouldn't it be fun to like get a bunch of guys in World War One kit and dig a trench out in some guy's field? Uh, so there were some college buddies of mine uh, who had done Civil War before. So I, I had a little bit of exposure to the hobby. And 
what really uh, lit the fire, as it were, was 2016. You know, where we were in the middle of the centennial of the war as a whole. And well, well you know, U.S. declaration of war is coming up April 6, 1917. Uh, and I've been looking. I was like, well, you know, there are World War One reenactments. There are uh, living history groups that that do this stuff. I said, well, you know, now's the now's the perfect time. If I'm going to do it, I might as well do it. So I. Uh, I ordered a uniform, and then I let the sunk cost fa- fallacy take over. I was like, well, I got the uniform. I don't want to waste that money. I better get boots. I, don't, I got a lot of money in this already. I better get a helmet, you know, and it just kind of spiraled out of control from there. Snowball, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and then so you found out about the Sergeant York event in 2018, and did you sort of come up blind, or did you know anybody up here already, or how did that work out? I came up totally blind. I... um. I I don't even remember where I heard about it. It might have been there's a uh, there's a Facebook page for for Doughboy stuff, and I might have might have seen something about it up there. And I was like, well, that's in Tennessee. I'm in Alabama. That's not too far at all, you know. And I sent uh, I shot the park a Facebook message, and uh-huh. uh, and your predecessor Josh Wagner answered. He's like, hey, can shoot me an email. I'm like, all right, you know. I said, hey, you know, I've got all this kit. You know, here's pictures of me in it. I'm not. I'm not completely incompetent. I'd like to come up for an event if you'd have me. He's like, yeah, sure, man. Come on up. And uh, yeah, no, came up completely blind, knowing nobody or having never been to the site. Um, of course, you know, familiar with the, with the Sergeant York story. But right. as far as uh, doing a, a big boy event with with lots of other people, this was the first one. Yeah. OK, that's that's awesome. Um yeah, and it's kind of funny to fast forward now, knowing you over the past few years, and and we've asked you, you know, you've been leading programs with us mm-hmm. and everything else. So uh, that's like, you know, truly a, a, a relationship building over the years. It's been just awesome to have you out here, Gavin. But one of the things that always strikes me uh, with you and and having you up there um, is your your singing. Uh, we listen to a song <laughs> as we uh, open this episode today, and uh, Gavin is, uh, he's a, a wealth of knowledge when it comes to War One songs. He remembers every lyric, I guess, that he's ever heard. Uh, so that's why we really wanted to have him on today is, is to really talk about uh, War One songs and, and singing and what that's all about. Uh, and so I guess real quickly, let me paint a picture of the song that you heard at the beginning of this episode. Uh, that was from this past year's 2023 Veterans Day event. We uh, we have over the years kind of constructed a little space in our barn that is a uh, a Red Cross canteen. So we've got some tables set up. We've got a little you know an old piano in the corner, flags and and uh, random coats and helmets and things hanging around the room. And uh, you know it's really those canteens were set up for those guys uh, so they could get a little slice of home, you know, they could go in, get a cup of tea, get some coffee, sit down, maybe write a letter and just have a little brief, uh, break from the monotony of the trenches or whatever it might be. And so, uh, yeah, we, we try to set up our canteen like that. So as we're, uh, sitting there over the evening time of, of 2023's event, we've got lanterns lit around and it's all dark in there and everybody's playing cards and shooting darts and all these different things. Uh, and right in the midst of it all, you can find Gavin <laughs> sitting there uh, singing away. And uh, so that's kind of what the um, what you're hearing anyway in the background is that um, Red Cross canteen that we all kind of like to hang out in in the evening times during the event. Um, 
So I guess we're going to play another song that we sang that night real quick, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about uh, War One singing. So here is another tune. It's a long way to Tipperary. It's a long way to go. It's a long way to Tipperary to the sweetest girl I know. Goodbye, Piccadilly. Farewell, Leicester Square. It's a long, long way to Tipperary, but my heart's over there, over there. Send the word, send the word over there. That the Yanks are coming, the Yanks are coming, the drums drum tumming everywhere. So prepare, say a prayer, send the word, send the word to beware. We'll be over, we're coming over, and we won't come back till it's over over there. Woo! <laughs> All right, uh, so yeah, there's a few guys joining in there, singing along. But I got to say, our song leader is <laughs> Gavin Abbott from Alabama, currently in Arkansas. Uh, so, Gavin, I guess if you could give us an idea of uh, what got you into singing World War I songs. Um, and, and I guess the second part of that is why was singing so important to the Doughboys of 1918? Uh, you know, what was... Uh, it seems like it was a little bit more common back in those days. Uh, so anyways, if you can tell us what got you into it in the first place and then that second part. Yeah, absolutely. So as far as my involvement in it is, first of all, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I, I hope I hope it comes through in, in the audio for everybody listening, but it's, it's a good time hanging out uh, and getting everybody to join in in song. But the, the, what, the real reason why I, started going really hard into it is even if it's something that nobody but me notices i want to try try and get into these guys heads because it's so easy to look at uh those old shaky film reels or these black and white pictures and you think that the it's hard to remember that these are people uh they, they seem like ghosts and Reminding, you know, I wanted to get inside their heads just a little bit and say, okay, if these guys got some time away from the front, what would they, what would they be doing? You know, what kind, you know, what kind of, what kind of card games would they play? What kind of songs would they sing? How do they talk? What slang did they use? And through that, you know, the music was, uh, is actually a really accessible way to, to, to start, start digging into. There's some really great resources, the Library of Congress. I mean, you can pay, still pick up original Army songbooks from the time period uh, on eBay pretty pretty easily. And you know, we're we're in the beginning of the era of recorded music. So I am uh, I, I do a lot of singing. It's a lot of fun, but I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm very musically literate. I, I can't read music sheet music. So if, if I can look it up on YouTube and say, oh, okay, this is what this song sounded like. I just have to learn the lyrics now. That, that makes it way easier. Yeah. Um, and as far as uh, the time period itself, music was very, very important to, the, to, to these guys. Uh, not just the Doughboys, but to the Tommies and the Poilu and uh, the Germans, the Italians, all of them. It was uh, It's a reminder of home. It's, mm -hmm. it's You're thinking about something that isn't 
the mud and the lice and the rats and the the stench of unwashed humanity at the front it is it it is very much a reminder of home but it's also served a very important military purpose the uh the army for its part the u.s army uh, to, to save the whole speech I give at Camp Gordon, uh, the U.S. military prior to the Declaration of War was very small. And it very rapidly went from a combined force, Army, Navy, Marine Corps, National Guard combined of about 220,000 uh, to over four and a half million men and women in uniform. So this kind of ballooning in size like this, uh, you need something to help bring these guys together. And the Army very quickly found, as it was revamping the, the entire training process, that you know it builds camaraderie. We get all these guys in a room together singing, and everyone's kind of struggling, learning to remember the, the lyrics. It helps. It, it builds camaraderie. It builds mm-hmm. morale. And it's something for them to do because uh, you get a lot, a, lot of, a lot of guys who are bored in one place. Um, Things things start happening, and they may not be things that you want to happen. So give them something to do. Give them, uh, give them a songbook. Tell them to go sing instead of getting into trouble doing something else. Yeah, yeah, I'd say too. It kind of you know on a small scale for us too. It kind of builds camaraderie at the events. You know, people gathered around. They're just having a good time. Uh, oh, so absolutely. It's, it's still like you know that that um, it's still working uh, as it was intended back then today. Uh, just people getting together and, and singing and laughing about it. And one thing that I find interesting, and and uh, you all listening have heard the songs that we played. Some of them, you know, they're singing about fairly dark topics, but they put a very lighthearted spin on some of it. Um, so you get, I think that helps you kind of get an insight into what they thought about the war, just their, the Doughboys culture and personality as a whole. Um, so, uh, so I guess that being said, Gavin, is there a, a certain song that you enjoy more than others when you sing them or, or one that you picked out as your favorite? I guess you, you know a lot of songs. <laughs> um, I'm kind of split. I've, I've thought a lot about this. I'm kind of split between two of them. Uh, one uh, that is extremely fun to sing with a group, you know, especially when, when we're up there at you know, big events like Veterans Day, we get you know, 15, 20 people joining in is, of course, the Mademoiselle from Armateers. Right. Uh, because it, it, it is that, that, that community, that camaraderie of this call and response. You know, you know, I sing a line and everybody responds and we all, we all know how this is supposed to go. So that's, right. a, lot of, that's a lot of fun. Um, you know, you go to a concert, I'm a big sucker for the crowd involvement bit, you know. <laughs> you, know you know, Iron Maiden start, you know, stops and everyone screams fear at the dark at them. It's things like that. You know, those are the things yeah. I love. Um, but as far as... Um, a personal favorite. I'm actually going to have to uh, agree with uh, General Pershing. Uh, one of his favorites was uh, a song called Katie or Kekeke Katie. Okay. okay. Um, which I actually don't think we have a recording of. It, um, there, there's plenty of versions out there on YouTube, but the, the it's very similar to other you know soldier songs throughout the era, throughout the years. It's you know a guy he goes off to war and he leaves his girl behind and he's he's thinking about her while he's away. But what makes it so fun is the chorus. You know, instead of being, oh, you know, Katie, beautiful Katie, he's got a stutter. So it's Katie, beautiful Katie. And it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering, uh, Gavin, I don't think we sang that one this time or if we didn't uh, or if we did, you know, I'll, I'll definitely try to find a version of it to play. But, yeah, that's also happens to be one of uh, 
uh, uh, old Sam Reed's uh, favorite song. So we'll have to we'll have to let Sam <laughs> Sam sing that one too with us sometime soon. But uh, yeah, I I love uh, one of my favorites, and I'm I'm gonna play this one next because I know we did sing this one. Um, is uh, hanging on the old barbed wire. Uh, do you know any history or anything behind that song before we get it played? Yeah, um, that's one of those ones that is very, very murky. Um, very similar to the Mademoiselle from Armateers. It is a, it is a truly a song that came from the ranks. Um, there's you'll you'll never be able to attribute an author because it's something that some somebody started because he was kind of uh, frustrated, we'll say, with his leadership. And everybody else thought it was a great, great joke, and they kept running with it, and they kept running with it. And uh, it, it started, of course, in the British Army, and it was not popular with the officers. They didn't like it. I'm sure but, not. But um, one of the key things of leadership is never give, give orders or instructions you know will not be followed. And, uh, you know, this was often sung on the way to the front. Right. And it's it's a pretty harsh indictment of you know higher leadership and uh, the the poor lot of of the individual soldier, and you know if if you said you know you, the, the, you will not sing this on the way to the front, what are you gonna do? Not send me to the front? <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, you know yeah yeah give give me twelve months hard labor. I won't be getting shot at at least. <laughs> so it it was very much one of those like I disapprove, but I'm not going to say anything about it. Kind of absolutely songs. yes absolutely well let's play uh let's play hanging on the old barbed wire for everybody uh saying at the 2023 veterans day event just uh, a week or so ago here it is if you want to find the general i know where he is i know where he is i know where he is Want to find the general? I know where he is. He's pinning another medal on his chest. I've seen him. I've seen him. He's pinning another medal on his chest. I've seen him pinning another medal on his chest. And if you want to find the colonel, I know where he is. I know where he is. I know where he is. If you want to find the colonel, I know where he is. He's home again on seven days leave. I've seen him. I've seen him. He's home again on seven days leave. I've seen him. He's home again on seven days leave. And if you want to find the major, I know where he is. I know where he is. I know where he is. If you want to find the major, I know where he is. He's miles and miles and miles behind the lines. I've seen him. I've seen him. He's miles and miles and miles behind the lines. I've seen him. Miles and miles and miles behind the lines. And if you want to find the sergeant, I know where he is. I know where he is. I know where he is. If you want to find the sergeant, I know where he is. He's stealing all the privates from. I've seen him. I've seen him. Stealing all the privates from. I've seen him. Stealing all the privates from. And if you want to find the privates, I know where they are. I know where they are. I know where they are. If you want to find the privates, I know where they are. 
They're hanging on the old barbed wire. I've seen them, I've seen them. They're hanging on the old barbed wire. I've seen them, they're hanging on the old barbed wire. All right, well, yeah, that's hanging on the old barbed wire. Uh, I think uh, it's, it, like you said, it's kind of sung from the private's perspective, the soldier's perspective. So uh, you can see that he doesn't think extremely highly of his, uh, <laughs> of his officers. And, uh, you know, they feel like they're the ones putting in the real work. They're the ones being shot at and, and killed on the front lines. And uh, so, yeah, it's it, like I say, it's, it's these songs have a very serious, topic but they put this comical t- twist to them you know this funny twist to them it's, um, yeah it's, it's it's gallows humor and gallows yeah. humor is for the people facing the gallows not for anybody else <laughs> right right well um yeah gavin that was a, a lot of fun this past veterans day and every veterans day that you've attended in camp gordon uh we always try to get together and sing in the evenings uh try to add some new songs here and there um but uh but yeah, I guess are 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 you looking forward uh, to to coming up again when you come up? Have you got any other new songs that you work on throughout the year? Or is it just kind of whatever strikes you as an interesting tune to learn? Uh, have you got any of those in the works? I'm always I'm always looking at a couple. Um, I, I'm a I, I I genuinely do enjoy this this period of music. I enjoy this stuff. I listen to it in my spare time, and the way I've discovered a lot of these is in different medleys, you know, I'll find a, like, a, you know, they're, they're out there, you know, world War one medley of this, that, and the other. I'm like, okay. And I'll pick out, Oh, that was, that song was kind of neat. Let me start digging deeper into that. Um, there's, you know, there's, there's old song books. If you, if you know where to look, uh, you can, you can find, uh, examples of all kinds of stuff. There's a really great, um, book I found through the library of Congress website. The, the American red cross did basically this giant, after action on it's like it's allegedly like this thick you keep yeah people, people hear hearing me can't see me gesturing it's a, <laughs> it's it's allegedly a pretty thick tome of uh uh just songs that was that were popular in the okay. AEF and you start like you know this is a gold mine to me you know so you start thumbing right. through it and then it's okay I can't read sheet music so I need <laughs> need to pick out okay this you know hey you know th- I found this tune on, on YouTube you know I can I can uh memorize the tune, learn the lyrics and potentially bring, bring stuff up. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, actually it's funny you mentioned, uh, some books, Gavin, cause another source, uh, I found and, and this, I, I hope you didn't leave this behind, but I'm holding up a book here. It's called songs from the trenches. And it was actually in the canteen as we were doing some cleanup from veterans day. So I, I hope you didn't leave it behind. No, that's, but that's it's, not uh, mine. It's uh, Songs from the Trenches. It says the soul of the AEF, and it's a collection of verses by American soldiers in France brought together by Herbert Adams Gibbons. And it was published in in September of 1918. And so it's like, yeah, it's just chock full of, um, uh, well, it's a lot of poems and things. I I wonder if a lot of these poems got put to, you know, a a melody and and sang as they, uh, as they marched along or whatever, but but yeah, there's there's all kinds of resources to uh, to get these songs from. Like you mentioned, the U.S. Army uh, published a small little booklet that they issued to the men. It literally just I think it was U.S. Army songs, and 
it was popular songs of the day. Uh, they had some patriotic ones. They had some uh, religious songs, uh, things like that in it. So those are really cool to to pull from because you know those guys had those in their pocket while they were you know at the front or wherever they might have been. So all kinds of resources um, to uh, to pull these songs from. But um, let's see, uh, Gavin. I guess the last thing I had for you, you know, going from singing. And uh, that part of War One history that you do know so well about, uh, what else do you feel like, or what? Why do you feel like it's important to continue uh, preserving this history and and not just singing, but but World War One history in general? Um, where where do you kind of see yourself in a few years doing that, or or how how you do that? Um, yeah, just kind of curious about your thoughts on preserving War One history in general. Uh, I, you know, I'm a little uh, deep into it, I guess you could say, but I, I, I think it's incredibly important. Um, this history is, is our history, collectively, all, all of us. Um, as I touched on earlier, uh, this is the, the thing, this is the cornerstone of the 20th century and the world we live in today. You can mm-hmm. draw more lines than you can count from everyday things that we don't, that we take completely take for granted. Um, and the reason for that is either is the first world war either how it was fought or how the how the peace was made afterwards um to avoid putting too fine a point on it and uh and i'm definitely not taking any sides the reason the middle east is and probably forever will be a giant mess is uh because the british and the french sat down and drew some lines on a map and carved up what used to be the ottoman empire they said this is iraq this is syria this is british this is french deal with it and they never consulted anybody who lived there uh the, the without the first world war you don't have the rise of communism you don't have uh hitler and the rise of nazism there is you know world war ii as we know it doesn't happen there's mm-hmm. the the cold war doesn't happen and it it stre- stretches out to so many little things as well um you know full beards are just now kind of making you know making a, a fashionable com- fashionable comeback that that died out as fashion in the first world war because you can't wear a gas mask if you have this giant lumberjack beard <laughs> you know uh uh hats you know they, they stuck around for a little bit but you, you know they started to go out of style uh anyone listening uh, especially gentlemen if you wear a wristwatch that's because of the first world war uh prior to the war a, a wristwatch was women's fashion it's a piece of jewelry that you show off to everybody gentlemen yeah. wore a pocket watch or a watch about the neck on a chain and that's all well and good until it's uh it's 1917 and you have to go over the top you know you're up to your waist in water you're up to your eyes in slush and you've got to get ready to step off in time with the artillery barrage because it's it's going to leave you behind and you're going to you're going to get killed so you need that watch where you can get to it right away so it gets worn on the wrist. Uh, and you, you see the U.S. Um, emerging as a superpower. You know, that's what lays the groundwork for it, for the U.S. to be the industrial powerhouse we know it to be in World War II. Um, a lot of just vernacular and, and uh, style, clothing. Yeah, yeah and ver- everything. vernacular. You know, we, we still refer today, uh, you know, if you're, if you're getting stuck in, you're, you're really doing the hard work, you're in the trenches. That's... Yeah. It, that that is you know even the right simple there. phrase uh going over the top you know yep. it's like it's too much or whatever that's it, it, yeah so many 
so many things pulled from from that time period that are part of our culture today. Um, it, it, and I didn't know a lot of that until I started getting into War One history. And you're like, oh, okay, that's that's why we do that. That's why we say that. Um, so yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, well, Gavin, yeah, uh, Gavin is you know, one of our top Pal Mal Doughboys. So we we uh, we love him. We we really appreciate him coming up. And uh, like I say, he's our uh, he's our song leader. And without him, I don't know that we would get, you know, as into it and uh, and have that camaraderie that we have at Veterans Day without you. So um, the last one I want to play is typically the last, you know, we kind of work these songs up through the night to this last song. And you mentioned it already, Gavin. It's definitely one of our favorites and one that's pretty, you know, easily identifiable now as a, as a World War One song due to a, uh, different documentaries and movies and stuff yep, like that yep. that have it in it now. But, uh, but the Mademoiselle from Armin Tears, it's co- sort of that call and response type song uh, that Gavin can uh, fill in the, the verses and then all of us join in on the chorus is like all we know of it. But uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun. And um, so we're going to play Mademoiselle from Armin Tears, but I guess anything else you want to add Gavin that you can think of uh, that we might not have covered um uh you know any songs or anything like that you want to mention um well first off you know uh thank you all for uh having me on this is a lot of fun uh any excuse i can get to keep talking about the war (laughs) um uh, as far as songs um the the british tradition of music hall is is an interesting place to look look um very similar to like we would consider like a vaudeville variety show uh, a lot of the songs that you see guys singing came from this time, came from that tradition. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I slid in a, a reference to "Oh, What a Lovely War," which oh, was, yeah, a, you know, which was a, a stage bit. Um, so, you know, th- this was it was. I, I touched on it earlier, but it's, it's entertainment. It reminds you of home, and it's something to keep your mind off of, uh, off of the the horrific situation that you have found yourself in. Um. Yeah, that basically covers it. Uh, thank you for having me on. Yeah, cool, Gavin. We appreciate you. And uh, everybody, this is Mademoiselle from Armentiers from Sergeant Alvin C. York State Historic Park, Veterans Day weekend in the Red Cross Canteen, a lively and um, exciting place to be uh, a couple of times a year. So here it is. Mademoiselle from Armentiers, Mademoiselle from Armentier, she hasn't been kissed for 40 years. Hinky dinky, parlez vous. Our little stay in Armentier's parlez vous. Our little stay in Armentier's parlez vous. Our little stay in Armentier's broke a spell of 40 years. Hinky dinky, parlez vous. Cavalry says they do it all. Parlez vous. The cavalry says they do it all. Parlez vous. The cavalry says they do it all, shooting craps in an empty stall. And all they do in the signal corps. And all they do in the signal corps. And all they do in the signal corps is play blackjack on the office floor. The MP say they'll win the war. The MP say they'll win the war. 
The MPC will win the war, standing guard at the cafe door. You might forget the gas and shells. You might forget the gas and shells. You might forget the gas and shells, but you never forget the mademoiselles.